0: This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. The Raven Up Podcast is back. Hope everyone out there is doing well. Hope you have all had a wonderful week as we head into week five of the NFL season already. The Ravens are sitting at 3-1 atop the AFC North, tied with the Bengals and the Browns. And the Colts are coming to town for Monday Night Football. In our episode this week, get into a great interview with Kevin Hickey, who is the editor of the Colts Wire. Kevin breaks down how the Colts have looked so far, and we talk about some key matchups and some things we'll be keeping our eye on. In the game on Monday Night Football. Before we get into the interview, be sure to follow us on Twitter at RavenUpPod and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But now, enjoy this interview with Kevin Hickey. All right, we are back on the Raven Up Podcast and with me this week to break down the Ravens and Colts matchup coming up on Monday Night Football is Kevin Hickey. Kevin is the editor of the Colts Wire. He's been covering the Colts for four or five seasons now. Kevin, I appreciate the time. The Colts are coming off a victory. How, how are we feeling?
1: Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, reaching me out, reaching out to me. Um. Yeah, you know, they're feeling all right. They're coming off their first win, so we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a tough matchup against the Ravens, but um, but, you know, it's always important to get that first win out of the way.
0: Yeah, so let's start there just real quick. The Colts obviously uh, coming off a playoff appearance. Obviously, the big trade of Carson Wentz coming to town. They are coming off their first win, have been dealing with some injuries as well. So just give me some quick thoughts on the season. How have things played out? Is this kind of what you were expecting or just some quick thoughts on the season so far through four weeks?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it hasn't really been what they expected. I think the Colts were kind of um, maybe not necessarily in that top tier with the Ravens, the chiefs, maybe even the Browns, some people would put them in there, but, you know, I think they were kind of expected to be in that tier right behind them. Right. Kind of, you know, yeah. competing with the teams, you know, maybe for a wild card or one of the division spots. Um, but it hasn't gone how they've wanted to, they've had injuries. Uh, the, the offensive line has not played to the standard that they know and the standard that we expected. So, you know, injuries definitely have played a factor. It's been you know, it's been tough. They've had a lot of key guys banged up, whether it's they're missing games or they're playing through injuries. So, yeah. you know, it's it's been uh, you know, it's never good to start zero three. Kind of puts you in a hole, and then you got to climb yourself, you know, out of that hole and and move forward. In the division like the AFC South, it's a little easier, but um, no, I, I'd say it probably has not started the way they wanted. They've had a lot of distracting issues, whether it be injuries, yeah. vaccination stuff. You know, it's it's stuff that you don't really want to talk about. Mm rather you know focus on the football so yeah it's been a, it's been a rough start for the Colts
0: yeah so let's start let's start at quarterback obviously Philip Rivers last year comes to town plays all right but then obviously a big trade for Carson Wentz in the offseason so how has Carson looked so far especially you know he's reunited with uh, Frank Wright who he'd obviously played well with in Philly um I think I saw he's, he's kept uh taking care of the ball pretty well he's thrown one interception so that was a big issue with him in Philly obviously last year how is Carson looking and thoughts about him facing the Ravens defense on Monday night?
1: Yeah. Once has looked, uh, he's looked okay. You know, he's uh, the way I kind of look at it is the Colts right now have a lot of issues. They've, they've got a lot of stuff that they're dealing with. Uh, you know, like I said, whether it be injuries, whether it be guys, you know, underperforming, they've got issues that they're dealing with. Carson Wentz is not one of those issues. Mm. And that's no, it's good. It's a good thing. You don't want the guy that you traded likely a first round pick for, you know, to be one of those main issues. But while he's not one of the problems, he's probably not the answer. It's hard to really dig your heels in and determine the future of him after four games. You know, he he just got his left tackle back. Eric Fisher from an Achilles surgery. Quentin Nelson's played, I think, three games, yeah. two and a half games, really. Braden Smith, the right tackle, they just signed him to a massive extension. He's only played one game this year. So there's a lot of, like, Outstanding factors that are kind of hindering evaluation when it comes to the future of Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's he's dealt with it fine. You know, he's playing through two bum ankles, which is very impressive. Um, the guy I mean the guy could barely walk after it happened in week two. So yeah, the fact that he's even out there is great. But at the same time, you know, I think just kind of what we've seen is that he's not he's probably not gonna be the answer. But I'm trying to I'm trying to reserve judgment until they until they really have everything together and have everybody around him. But Um, He's been fine. He hasn't been an issue. Um, So we'll have to see if he can kind of prove himself to be the answer moving forward.
0: Yeah, it's hard to make a it's hard to make a judgment, obviously, as you said, when you're missing some key pieces there. Totally understand that. Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor at running back. The Ravens defensively, they've had some issues so far this season in terms of just tackling. So in week three, it was DeAndre Swift and the Lions who just made our linebackers look pretty bad. Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, and then. Week four in Denver, it was Javante Williams who carried Marlon Humphrey like 30 yards downfield. And then now Jonathan Taylor comes to town. Um, I put Jonathan Taylor as one of the best young running backs in the league. He has previously been running behind the dominant offensive line, as you just mentioned. The offensive line this year has been dealing with some injuries, but. I think Jonathan Taylor got off to a little bit of a slower start, but it's been heating up the past few weeks. Your thoughts on his season so far and how he matches up against a Ravens defense that has had their fair share of problems with tackling?
1: Yeah, you know, I was actually really excited after week one um, because even though I think he had, I think he had like 67 rushing yards maybe, but he had like seven targets, six receptions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this isn't really something that we saw from Jonathan Taylor last year. And for him to really make that jump, whether it's just in real football, fantasy football, whatever yeah. you want to say, you know, he has to have that target share, right? So I was really excited after week one because I was like, man, this guy's really going to be involved. And we knew he was going to be involved, you know, early down stuff. He's going to get 15 plus carries every week. But to see that target share there was really fun. And then, then they kind of move away from him in terms of the passing game. Um, they let some things get away in terms of their game planning. You know, he's not seeing as much work. They're not running the ball as much as they want to. You know, they're a team that really wants to establish the run. Um, they want to work, off of the run so that's kind of their offensive philosophy but they've kind of gotten away from it in weeks two and three so you know I, I think Taylor he has gotten off you know statistically off to a, a pretty slow start had a really good week I guess you could say it's his breakout for the year um, yeah. where he had 103 yards and a touchdown his first touchdown of the year against the Dolphins in week four so you know he's he's looked fine I would probably say that most of the issues with the run game most of the issues with his slow start you want to say mm-hmm. is more on the offensive line it's more on you know them having a couple new pieces in there whether it be Eric Fisher coming off the Achilles whether it be Julian Davenport having to step in at right tackle and really struggling so i'd i'd say more of his slow starts probably more on the yeah. offensive line because that's a unit that we really thought that you know they want to build that offense through the offensive line you know what i mean they really yeah. want to build off of that they want to work from inside out and really have the offensive line be the engine of the offense, and they haven't been able to do that so far. So I'd probably say that's why his he's gotten off to a bit of a slow start.
0: Yeah, that's been a pretty big surprise for me because I feel like from from afar, you know, just knowing a little bit about the Colts, it's a very strong offensive line. Carson comes over, so you want to keep him obviously healthy and give him time and then yeah, just pound the rock with Jonathan Taylor and those guys. So it's been a little bit of a surprise to me. But last question for you on the offense. The the offensive line, obviously, as we've been talking about. All-pro Quinton Nelson is out. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned a couple guys coming off injuries, stepping in. How do you see them holding up against a Ravens front seven and really the entire defense with Wink Martindale being a pretty aggressive play caller? The Ravens will send probably be sending a lot of pressure. Out of, yeah. They had eased up a little bit against the Chiefs with Mahomes coming to the town. But typically, more often than not, Wink Martindale is trying to create all sorts of havoc, sending blitzers. Uh, how do you see them holding up? against a pretty hectic front seven from the defense uh, from the Ravens defense come Monday night
1: yeah that's kind of the issue that I have with this whole game is that you know we you know you want to be optimistic you want to say the Colts are really going to be in it but when you talk about what the what the Ravens can do defensively whether it's sending an extra blitzer and then on top of that the way they use their blitzers it's so complex it's so confusing for a quarterback when he has to set the protections that it's probably going to it's going to be the reason why it's the reason why I think the Colts are going to lose games. is, you know, I think it's just going to be too overwhelming for the offensive line. Eric Fisher has not looked good. You know, he came back in week two, looked, looked actually pretty good against the Rams, which is really encouraging because, you know, Rams have a pretty good pass rush. So to see him step in there right away and, and have some success was, was nice. Yes. And then week three and four against the Titans and dolphins, he just, he looks like he's still getting his feet wet. He still looks a little timid. His base is not underneath him. He's not very balanced. So yeah. you talk about the guys that they have to go against. And then you have Julian Davenport on the right side, most likely getting the start. Uh Braden Smith might return to practice, but it's still up in the air if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, the Ravens are going to, they're just going to have a blast. They're going to be loving coming off the edge because it's just going to be too much for the for the Colts to have to deal with, especially without Quentin Nelson, too. So yeah, yeah I think I think the uh, the defensive line, the front seven for the Ravens is going to be the reason why they win the game
0: I will say I think Justin Houston I think he's at 98 and a half sacks yeah. he was he was talking to reporters today and he said someone asked him you know do you have a celebration planned or you know getting to 100 sacks and I think he always he said was he just wants the quarterback's jersey so they were talking about <laughs> that this week but be interesting to see him facing his former team Odafe away, Ravens first round draft pick um, has two sacks in four games has gotten off to a good start and honestly for the Ravens having those two guys the Ravens, the past few years, yes, everyone I think thinks they're such an aggressive defense and they bring pressure, but they haven't really had the guys in the front seven to consistently win matchups. I mean, Matthew Judon could he could get you eight to ten sacks, but the Ravens, it's been an encouraging sign for me to uh to see those two guys step up and it seems like they might have an opportunity on their hands. Carson I feel like holds on to the ball a decent amount, but I mean, yeah. West Coast offense tries to get rid of the ball, obviously. So um, really interesting when did Eric Fisher he just tore his ear he had the Achilles injury in the AFC championship game right yes pretty so quick he, recovery
1: yeah he was so he was with the Chiefs then obviously Um, AFC championship game blows out his Achilles they release him and then yeah it's been a, it's been pretty quick I mean I think it's only like eight months maybe nine months and that's a tough injury man yeah. the Achilles yeah. is it's tough I mean it's yeah. it's worse for running backs and linebackers but you're a 30 year old offensive lineman you you know, you go through rehab not as easy now because you got the whole COVID protocols and everything. Mm. So it's, it hasn't been easy and you kind of have to give them a little bit of slack, you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's kind of a tough situation to deal with, but at the same time, yeah. if you're saying you're ready to go, you got to be ready to go. So yeah, it's going to be tough because I think, I think what the Ravens are going to be able to do too, is really mix up who they go against. And yeah. you know, if, if Fisher's going to have to deal with Justin Houston, it's, he's going to say, it's not a revenge game, yeah. but it is kind of a revenge game. You know, the, the Colts made it made an effort to not re sign him this yeah. offseason. So, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that works, but I'm not really all that optimistic that the offensive line is going to be able to hold up against the Ravens front seven.
0: Yeah, I think any team And you could say that's just about in any game, but the battle is going to be won in the trenches. And I think with these two teams, obviously the Ravens want to run the ball. The Colts want to run the ball. I think that'll Mm -hmm. be a huge matchup, but Ravens fans know what it's like to have a left tackle coming back from injury. Ronnie Stanley, not an Achilles injury, but pretty much shattered his ankle in like an early November game last year, really tried to get back, made it back in training camp a couple of weeks in and then gave it a go. Week one didn't look good and hasn't been in there since. So Ravens have their own issues on the offensive line, but let's transition real quick. Let's talk a little bit about the Ravens on offense, the Colts on defense. So I think i looked up the Colts are currently sitting at like eighth in yards per game allowed. Obviously that's not the be all tell all indicator, but right. DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard, couple first team all pro guys, some of the highest paid players of their position deservedly. Mm-hmm. So, um, in Back in 2020, obviously Ravens Colts last year, two different teams, but the Colts defense did pretty well against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense. I looked it up. I think it was they held the Ravens to 266 yards, so matched up pretty well. Um, how do you see their defense matching up against the Ravens in this matchup where through four games, obviously, as I mentioned, the Ravens have had some issues on their offensive line. They've had injuries at running back. So you think of the Ravens, you think of this run-first team, but especially the last two weeks, defenses have really tried to make Lamar Jackson beat them with his arm, and he's had two good weeks. But right. just how do you see the Colts' defense matching up? Will, will they try to shut down the Ravens' rushing attack and force Lamar Jackson to beat them, as we've tried to see here the past few weeks? Or what do you see – what do you envision happening?
1: Yeah, I think that, think that's kind of where it starts, right? Because um, everybody knows the Ravens, they have the best running game in the NFL. So – if you're not keying on that to start, you're you're probably going to lose pretty, pretty handedly. So, yeah, I think the the game plan probably starts with containing Lamar Jackson and making sure he doesn't make too many big plays because, I mean, you know, we'd love to sit here and say, you know, stop Lamar Jackson, but it's just not going to happen.
0: You know Easier I mean? said so, than done. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So you're just trying to contain as much as you can, maybe contain those explosive runs, those 20, 30 yard runs, because, you know, he's going to have his, his share of designed runs um yeah so yeah it starts with the run game but the thing is you know i i don't think the colts are going to be a team that underestimate lamar jackson as a passer i think they kind of understand that within the offense that he's running there there's going to be some big plays there's going to be some explosive plays in the passing game so the issue with that is the colts play a a zone heavy scheme and they do that you know in part to try to limit those explosive plays limit those Big plays down the field and they haven't been able to do that this year so you know it's going to be a challenge it's going to be a challenge for them their 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 pass rush hasn't really been all that consistent to forrest buckner like you said he's an all pro he's going to be the guy that, that really gets it going for the colts but outside of him they need a lot they need their addressers to step up uh rookie quiddy pay coming off a hamstring injury they're optimistic that he plays but that's still up that's still up in the air um so we'll see what happens but i think their game plan does have to start with with stopping the run and Really, just containing you know Marquise Brown down the field yeah. and making sure Mark Andrews doesn't doesn't ruin them in the middle of the field, which is a lot easier said than done.
0: Yeah, for sure. But in it's been really interesting this year as a Ravens fan. This is the first time in since Lamar Jackson has been a starter that the Ravens I mean he was efficient is a good word to put it as a passer in the past few years but mm-hmm. when he's needed to be teams with his arm we haven't really seen it up until this year so it's been encouraging to see that but also for the Ravens and their receivers it's Willie Sneed and John Brown and you know guys like that who Lamar has really been throwing to obviously Marquise Brown has been here for a few years but he's been banged mm-hmm. up so It'll be interesting to see the Ravens receivers are really starting to step up. Sammy Watkins came to town and has, has been solid, you know, nothing crazy, but he's been a reliable target for Lamar. It will be interesting to see both miles Boykin and Rashad Bateman have been practicing. They were activated or not activated, but they had been practicing last week, didn't get activated, activated against the Broncos. And then potentially, um seems like both might have a shot to play Monday night. So it'll just be interesting to see, obviously, as you said, Mark Andrews as well, but, if there's one matchup, either either side of the ball, if there's one matchup from your perspective that you'll be keeping your eyes on, we've, we've kind of talked about a few of these, but if there's one matchup that might be a little bit of an under, underrated or it could go a long ways into deciding the game, mm-hmm. what would you say you'll be watching come Monday night?
1: Are we talking strictly defense or are we talking either side of the ball? Could be either
0: side of the ball, just something okay. that you think you'll be keeping your so, eyes on that could have a meaningful impact
1: yeah. So for the Colts, and this has kind of been the case for the last couple of weeks, it's all going to, it's all going to kind of hinge on that right tackle spot. Right. Mm. So if Braden Smith goes, they have a better chance, right? Like they have, they have a better chance to stay in the game. They have a better chance to compete. Maybe, you know, somehow pull off an upset. If it's Julian Davenport, it's, it, it might be a bloodbath. Mm. I mean, the, the, he's just so bad. He's just not a, he's just not good. His technique is terrible. Um, You know, he, he does not play consistently enough to give them an edge at the right tackle spot so you know for yeah. me it's going to start and end there obviously limiting Marquise Brown he's been making a lot of plays down the field this year so yeah. that's going to be big um, I think they're probably going to get Rocky Sin back uh, he's there he's a third year corner yeah. he's a guy that plays on the boundary been playing really well which is very encouraging because um, he's been pretty up and down in his career so that's going to be a big matchup too so yeah. you know I think for me in order for the Colts to stay in this game, it starts with the offensive line, and yeah. they have not looked all that great in, you know, really the whole season. So, you know, if, if they don't get their right tackle back, if it's Julian Davenport and Matt Pryor, they're, they've been kind of rotating. If it's those two on the edge, it's going to probably be a long day for yeah. Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah, so right tackle, keeping our eyes on that. For the Ravens, left tackle, keep an eye on. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva has shifted over originally from the right side with Ronnie Stanley going out. Now he's back on the left side. He went out with a knee injury. John Harbaugh Mm -hmm. said it wasn't super serious, but hasn't practiced yet this week. So then you're looking at Andre Smith as a left tackle who hasn't played since 2019, took the COVID year off last year. So definitely have some question marks on these two offensive lines, but those are some matchups to watch for sure. Last question for you. Give me a prediction. You've kind of hinted at it towards maybe this interview, but what are yeah. your what's your final prediction? Give me a score. Throw something out there. What do you see come happening Monday night?
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting because the Colts are a team that, um, if you pay, if like if you watch them like we have, um, they're a team that they don't start well, especially defensively. They do not start well, and I think you kind of saw this last year against the Ravens, where the second half came along and you know, the Ravens offense look good and they kind of get shut down. That's just kind of been the MO for Matt Eberflus' defense, where they mm-hmm. they somehow make these in-game adjustments at halftime and they wind up being a completely different unit in the second half. So that's definitely going to be something to kind of keep an eye on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just because, I mean, the Ravens, I, I just love their offense. I don't really think the Colts are going to be able to match up with how they've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going to – I'll probably say it's probably going to be something like thirty, twenty-three, something like that. I think Colts will probably get a couple points in garbage time. And mm-hmm. then but I think it's gonna I don't really if their offensive line is is as battered and playing as poorly as they have been, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be all that close.
0: I have a pretty similar thought. I was thinking like 28, 20 Ravens, something yeah. like that. It will be interesting. Ravens did have five sacks last week. So the pass rush has started to obviously heat up a little bit. And then yeah. you face an offensive line with some injuries or with some guys that, you know, probably wouldn't be starting. Um, that'll be interesting to see. But Come Monday night, we're under the lights. Ravens have only played two home. This is only their second home game. They've had kind of a weird schedule. Their first home game was a Sunday night. Now they're home for Monday night. So, you know, Ravens fans will be rocking. But oh, yeah. Kevin, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate the time. You've been very knowledgeable. Um, where can uh, where can people find your work or what's your Twitter account? Or where can people find what you're up to? Yes,
1: yeah, so you can uh, find me on Twitter at Kevin hickey 11 And then uh, the Colts Wire is at the Colts Wire. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you bringing me on, reaching out. Um,
0: had a blast so we'll see how this goes monday night yeah we'll see what happens man appreciate it i hope you guys enjoyed that interview kevin was extremely knowledgeable and brought us all up to speed on the Colts season so far how they've looked and i'm gonna be keeping my eyes on the offensive lines for both teams but specifically the colts offensive line versus the ravens front seven as we talked about, the Ravens are coming off a five-sack performance versus the Denver Broncos, and now the Colts come to town and they're without Quentin Nelson. They have a banged-up offensive line, and it might be an opportunity for the Ravens' front seven to really feast. They had, again, five sacks last week, so I'm looking at Odafe away. Maybe he adds his third sack to the season. Justin Houston, maybe he gets to 100 sacks versus his former team, will be really interesting to watch if their offensive line can, one, protect Carson Wentz, and two, open up holes for Jonathan Taylor in the running game. But those are just some things that I'll be watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoyed this interview. Let me know your prediction. Let me know your thoughts heading into Monday Night Football. Can't wait to watch come Monday night. Probably not going to have a podcast out till Tuesday or Wednesday of next week because they're playing so late. The game's going to end at like midnight, but... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let's go Ravens. I'll talk to you next week.